$10 Tuesdays, Thursday Senior Day where you can receive 25% off any pizza. These are just a couple of the reasons to stop in at Papa Murphy's in South Spencer. Now through September 30th, be sure to take advantage of our back to school special. You can receive any size family pizza plus a side for just $12.99. Papa Murphy's, 1019 South Grand Spencer, or call ahead 712-580-2112. If you listen to us, we make mistakes all the time. Yeah, that's what that's our uh, trade. Actually. That should have been on the back of our shirts. You're tuned to season two of the SDR Triple Option podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Let our local voices get you ready for the weekend of football ahead. In episode three, the guys run down the loss at Spirit Lake. Glance ahead at Friday's game against Webster City. Take a turn around the region and talk NFL with TJ's top five. Please sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option podcast. And welcome, everybody. It is week three of the SDR Triple Option podcast. From high above East Milwaukee Avenue here in the luxurious studios, high above the SDR building. And joining me today, I am Randy Cothran, and I am here with TJ Murphy. Question for everybody. Um, raise your hand if you'd like to have Monday off of each week. His hand went up, in case you're wondering. You guys didn't? You don't want to have Monday off of each week? Wasn't that great, not having to work Monday? Oh, it was, well, speak for yourself. I uh, was in here on Monday, but... Uh, that's true. I saw you excited to come in and print off some fantasy football stuff, because that was the extent of my research for fantasy football drafts. Was it to come in and print some things off? Yeah, no, I was in here actually that's working. True. I worked several days this weekend, so well, it was not a three-day Justin, weekend. where was your hand? You weren't here? I was, I was in for about an hour on Monday. Okay, well, I didn't work Monday much. My hand is in the air, and everybody listening, your hands will be in the air too, unless you were. Unless, was I the only person that had Monday off? Like in town? Yeah. I mean, no, really? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. It's Labor Day. You got to take Labor Day off, right? Those poor folks at High V were there. I know that because I went oh, by yeah. there. Yeah. No, yeah. They, They're always working. They don't take a day off. They got your back all the time, High V does, for dang sure. Yeah, they were in there working hard to make sure we were taken care of, but. Yeah, no, I wish I wish I had been in your corner, but I did enjoy fantasy football with you uh, that evening. Yeah, that uh, was fun. We weren't together, but we were doing. Uh, I miss when we online. had. I miss when we had the live draft. Those were always fun. I don't, I don't like these. I mean, it's it. You know, you can't talk trash. You can't do all the stuff. You well, you can type trash. You can't talk trash. You can type it, but then you have a typo, and you're like, oh, oh, crap! I gotta retype. Oh, oh. That's not right. It's not the same thing. No, it's though. not. I loved sitting there just make mocking people. Oh, yeah. There was nothing better than Gabe Licht, <laughs> their our former Spencer Day reporter, staff writer, making just these wild. I mean, you guys made fun of me for Cam Newton in the third round. His picks were 10 times more. I, Yeah, I mean, he just does these arbitrary things. Oh, to, yeah. I mean, bad. didn't he pick up? They picked up the Chargers running back who said he's probably going to sit out this. Yeah, he year. drafted Melvin Gordon. And said, well, I'm going to take a risk. Well, that's a big risk, man. That is a pretty big well, risk. I remember, Randy, we did the live draft of, like five years ago or so. We did it at the uh, Dream Center back in the yeah. day. And uh, he had to phone in because I think he was out of town or something. Yeah, he had already moved. And it was like the ninth round. And he's like, ah, uh, and he's on a speakerphone. Uh, anyone taking Drew Brees? Drew Brees in the ninth <laughs> round? Are you high? Has anyone taken Drew Brees? Dude, he was like the first pick. Yeah, that was the, oh, I wasn't paying attention. And that was like his MVP year, oh, too, wasn't it? I mean, of, that was like the year he won, like, came off his MVP I don't year know how many Brees has won, but it's definitely one. I mean, it was a year where he threw for like five GER and 40 touchdowns. I mean, is the ninth round, has anyone taken him? Yeah, I, 
I think he's gone. Let me check. Yeah, you're a moron. <laughs> We're just having a little fun with Gabe. Yeah, of course. And he's not the only one. we got a few others in the league who make these arbitrary picks like that. But Gabe is always just the fun guy to pick on because he gets so defensive about it. Well, one of, one of them is our, uh, our, our former uh, co-host, Nate Shaughnessy. His team will probably get last, would be my guess. You know what, though? He uses these picks, but he always winds up in the championship round. I don't know how he does Well, it, Randy, it's better lucky than good. That's how he gets I, there. I suppose. Better, better lucky than good. Well, while we're on the subject of football. And luck. Which is what this and, show is all about. And luck for that team up north. Well, I, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. For sure. And in this case, they had a little bit of both. Ooh. Uh, of course, last Friday night, the Tigers uh, making their way up north to our uh, good friends from Spirit Lake. And uh, on their beautiful field with no locker room, which if you're watching the uh, Facebook live feed, you got to watch the Spencer uh, team huddle behind a goalpost to uh, conduct their halftime locker room that talk. That had to be distracting. And you got the band playing right there. That had to be as distracting as all get out, didn't it? I, I thought mean, maybe they just wanted to hear the band. I don't know. Oh, but, Spirit Lakes band can't touch our band. Our uh, band is really good. Well, they're more bad. I, I'm not going to. We were busy doing our broadcast, or, or the podcast, the yeah. broadcast, so I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the band, but I was actually more excited about the scoreboard because we were up 21-12 at everything, the half. Everything looked good, and it could have been 28-12 easily. Yeah. Or 24, you know, you Late pencil drive. in a field goal at least. But. I mean, we are driving it right down their throat. Big pass that was that from beauty. Gage Garnett's over the top. He to hits Carter, Carter right in stride. He catches it right in front of his hands and takes off. Almost makes it to the house. Beautiful throw from Gage. Hell of a connection to Carter. And then we get down on the four, and the ball comes loose, and that was kind of the theme, the theme of the night. Yep, missed uh, opportunities. Seven seven fumbles on the night. Jeez. Five of them lost. They, they went three of three for lost fumbles, too. It was, I mean, they didn't have a particularly great night, but... You know, you can't, you're not going to win a lot of games. With the, the exception of Isaac Pingle's scoop and score, which was a badass play. Shout, shout out Isaac on that. Their fumbles didn't hurt as bad as ours. No, I mean, we the, the second timing. half f- fumble after they scored to make it 21 18. Darius fumbles. Yeah. I mean, in the next play, not only did they get that lucky bounce right back in, I believe it was Joe Stein, and then yeah, on that play, Griff gets hurt. I mean, he just dives in there, makes a heck of a play to bat, bat the ball down, but. That was kind of the. the uh, you know, you look at the first half, first play of the game. Isaiah. We wondered how Isaiah was going to be because we knew he was hurting. I bet, I bet he wasn't even seventy percent. Mm-hmm. And he takes that ball in that first play, and he just running over guys, just <laughs> trucking dudes. Fifty-seven yard pickup on the first play of the game. And I'm going, man, he looks good. I mean, you could tell he wasn't running full speed, but he was running power, and he runs right over those guys, and then he just. I mean, it was a great start, but then we fumble on that drive. I know. Third and three, we try a pitch to the outside, which two plays from the 20-yard line. I like to go dive two plays right in a row there, to whether it's Johnny Nissen or Isaiah, of course. I trust our offensive line and our scheme to pick up three yards and two plays to move the chains. I, uh, The short yardage situations like that, I don't like the ball being outside. Everyone's crammed in there, and they're close, and then looking to blitz and whatnot. I'm not a fan of the ball going outside. I'd, love to, I'd like to see two dives right there because no team's going to stop us two plays, three yards. Yeah, and the thing is, if it works, no one says a word. You know, I mean, that's the problem. If that pitch works and he picks it up, picks up five, ten yards, no one's Still risking. Oh, he does. Anytime the ball leaves the quarterback's yeah. hands in the air, there's a risk to it. I mean, that's probably the triple option has a risk. So, but the, we lose the ball there. But we, it's okay. We rebound nicely. We come down. We get back-to-back scores, you know, on some good solid drives, taking an early 14-0 lead. Spirit Lake does what Spirit Lake does. Shows they're not quite ready yet. I, big kudos to the quarterback because he evaded Brent some Scott's big good. trouble 
several times in that backfield where I thought he was going to get trapped, and he scrambled out of it and picked up. He turned it for what looked like a five, six-yard loss into positive yardage. He did it all night. He did it on their first two touchdowns. Well, Coach Ty said it last week. They were really excited about him. We didn't know who it was last week talking about it, but he said they're really excited about this kid, and we watched Brent Scott play. It, it, it showed. He did a good job running that offense, and he had a good arm. He went through his reads, made through nice balls, and when he when it would come time to running plays, they run a lot of the uh, like option kind of different option than what we we run, kind of a zone read option sort of thing. And you know he did he was really good at knowing when to hand it to Harms or to keep it himself and go right up the middle. And that's how he scored, I believe, three of his touchdowns, both of them in the first half like that. Yeah. Hard, hard offense to figure out, hard offense to stop. But we did a good job of that in the first half, you know, only holding them to 12 points. And for an offense like Spirit Lake on that turf, that's saying something. Yeah, and they got good speed, too. We Very. talked about that. Um, but our, know, our speed looked good, on, especially the defense. Our linebackers were flowing all over the field, I thought. Heck of a first half for the linebackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody, like I said, first half, you know, we had, that's where our drive of the game was, mm -hmm. was in the first half. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had the first first drive, I believe, eight plays, 42 yards. Uh, Gage, our quarterback, ran it up the middle for a touchdown, set up on a uh, set up on a wheel route, throw to his brother on a third and eight, I believe. And then the second one was a thing of beauty. Spencer Autoparts drive of the game against Spirit Lake was an eight-play, 76-yard drive, capped by an 18-yard touchdown run on rocket toss to Griffin Garnett's. It gave the Tigers an early 14-0 lead, and that was set up by a 21-yard run by Isaiah Spencer on a veer play on, I believe, a third and three. So, heck of a first half by Isaiah, as we've come to expect. Um, Spencer Autoparts is your best option for drive lines, hydraulic hoses, heavy-duty parts, and everyday parts and accessories for your vehicle. Custom machine shop service on site. Let us get your equipment ready to go. Visit Spencer Auto Parts at 416 South Grand Avenue or give them a call at 262-712-262-7484. So that was nice. Gave us, made it 14-0. Spirit Lake comes back right away with a very impressive drive. And then they try the fourth and three. They fumble and Isaac scoops and scores 21-6. One of maybe early candidate for play of the year, for sure. That was beautiful. No, it was, it was I mean, it just a... Uh, didn't even break stride. Just grabbed mm -hmm. that ball and he was gone. And, uh, and kudos to him for uh, scooping and scoring. It's so easy for the guys to just fall on it. He had the wherewithal, and he's played a lot of varsity football. That kid is really smart. He's been his two-year captain to not only pick it up, but you know, turn a good play into a great one. Well, when you're in a pile and it's a scrum, yeah, you dive on it and cover it up. There was nobody around him. I you mean, you know, he had he had lots of green grass around him. No, for sure. You still see a lot of guys. It's just instinct to fall on it, you know, right sure. there, and just make sure you get the possession, which is ultimately what you want. But him doing that was pretty heady. So you know, first. First half was looking great. We're up 21, what, six at that point. Yeah, at that point. And then they would get another touchdown, another run uh, from uh, Scott in the backfield. So yep, another good Scott. scramble run uh, for him to get in the end zone. Yeah, he took that one around the left side, actually. Yep. You know, and we had it, we, we blitzed in. We had it pretty well snuffed out, but sometimes you just tip your cap. Right. And that was definitely one of those moments. Uh, so they're up 21-12 going in the half. Could have pushed it maybe uh, if we got that late. You hadn't fumbled that away on the four, but it is what it is. You're still comfortable going in with that lead. I think that was probably where the momentum started to shift, though, because it gave them a little false sense of confidence. That you know, it really wasn't anything they did. It was something we did, but it took away a scoring opportunity. They come out right away in the second half, and they put together a great drive. Spirit Lake does. Uh, Gavin Harms, I think he took it 42 up the middle um, uh, through our defense. I mean, through, it was just 
up the middle runs. I, I'm sure Coach Hookfins really uh, really wasn't happy to see that and probably didn't like watching it back on the film. Probably drove him crazy. And then that one that one really started their momentum. And then the fumble. The fumble on the kickoff. Oof. Yeah, and I don't want to point, you know, it's... Just, no, it's... No, these are kids, man, not. and I don't want to... We, know, see, guys the prof- we see guys at a professional level fumble all the That's time. That's right. It, it happens. happens. The ball hits, gets on helmet or whatever, misplayed ball. It just, it happens. So that was luck, and then we've already talked about the touchdown pass after that being pure, pure luck. Uh, yeah, you if know. you didn't... For folks who did not see this, let, oh, let me goodness. to describe to you what happened. Um, the... the Quarterback Scott backs up. Yep. He launches one into the end zone. First play after the turnover. Yep. Um, uh, Joe Stein is on his back in the end zone. I mean, literally laying there like he was sunbathing um, <laughs> under the bright light night sky. And, and, and both, I think, Maroney and, Gage, and, and, and Griffin Griff, Garnett yeah. go diving through the air. Tip bat it. the ball. So they batted it. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. It falls right to him. He's literally laying there, and it drops in his belly. I mean, it was like somebody walked up and just dropped it, put it in his tank. It could not have been. But, I mean, it was the sign of the night. That's the way the second half went for everything. Well, and we I had a bad feeling about it when, in the start of the second half, Isaiah Spencer has his helmet in his hand. I knew we could be in some trouble because... A, he's a first-team All-State running back. You just don't replace first-team All-State running back, especially in our offense. I knew our offense would be in trouble without him. He's He makes it go. We all, we all know that. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a hell of a running back. I mean, everything he can do. The reason we have the option to get outside is because defense is so focused on him. Because they have to focus him. on him, absolutely. And so, I mean, the first half, he runs up 97 yards in the first half and then basically is in for a couple plays in the second half as a decoy. As a decoy. He was trying so hard to get back in that game. I mean, mm-hmm. he was running, trying right to loosen by, it right up. Right by you, he was running. Yeah, he was racing up and down that sideline just trying to get it loose enough to go back in, but he's you know dealing with this. You don't want to mess with nagging hamstring issues because they're never going to get better. And Coach Ty has uh, maybe we should get to his comments here in a little bit. He has talked about that. He's talked about the game, and he's uh, talked about things uh, going forward. Yeah, I had a chance to visit with him today. Here's where Coach Ty weighed in on Friday night's loss. I was feeling pretty good at halftime, but the fact we had the lead, you know. But then you always feel like we squandered that opportunity to go up 28-12, and that I'm not saying it would have put them away, but it would have gone a long ways to giving us. You know, us more confidence, and then them, it discouraged them a little bit. And we didn't get it in. You know, fumbled it on the four-yard line. But I still felt pretty good because I felt we didn't play great in the first half, yet we still were in control of the game. Do you think that that play at the end of the half, and of course we're talking about the, the fumble, that yeah. got a little controversial because it looked like he may have had control for a second on the ground, and they kind of let the play yeah. go on. It was, I mean, it was tough to see. You know, and yeah, I don't think it was controversial. I think they made the right call. I think No, I don't think that's uh, the reason. I mean, I just think it's... It was. So you don't think that shifted the momentum at all well, going into the half, or maybe a little. I just, I just think we came out and we played as poorly as we could, you know. And and, and uh, it really comes back on me because it, I did not have them prepared for the situation because you know we, for example, we hadn't punt, punted in the first half. Well, our punt team was exposed terribly, you know, because uh, they almost blocked every punt. We had the yeah, penalties. they were right there. We had the punts, uh, the penalties, and that falls back on me. We were not. Um, I guess I had not stressed enough during the week of how important it is to be out on the field, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do our head counts before games, and I tell them, you got to have your head in the game and everything, but we were not uh, uh, game-tested. It was obvious, and we probably needed to go live on that a little bit more to, you know, find out where – and that's what we're doing this week. But, you know, that's not something that should have happened with 
I mean, this isn't my second year or something mm-hmm. of coaching. You know, that's, that's, that's a big mistake on my part. And, you know, it was just a case of uh, they, got, they definitely got the momentum and we did not respond like I had hoped. And uh, hopefully we'll learn from it. But, you know, they, they uh, hats off to them. They, uh, they, they took the game from us. And, and, and I think they beat – I think we're, we have a bet. You know, this is a, you know, 2015 we went there, I remember. And, and I thought we had a solid, pretty solid team and they beat us. And I, I thought, well, they, you know, that's, a, that's a better team to beat us. And, you know, and then they went on to win the state championship. We had a better team, but we didn't beat them, and, and they took it from us. Well, we, we always go through our plan, you know, and our plan talks about being the most physical team on the field. And uh, we were for half, but second half we were not very physical, you know. Um, uh, we got to protect the football. Obviously that didn't happen. We got to play well in the special teams. And, you know, we had a lot of penalties. You know, one of those punts that got called back because we had a mouthpiece out um, was fumbled, and we don't have the ball at the midfield, you know. So there, there's an opportunity there. And then, of course, we had the one blocked, and uh, that's not good. And that led to the two-point conversion where Isaac was hurt. So right. all these things can snowball. And, and, you know, we have a plan that is airtight. If you fulfill all those steps in the plan, you can't lose, you know. And, uh, you know, like I said, playing well on the goal line. Well, you know, finishing off drives, we didn't do that. We fumbled on the four. And, and uh, but those, those are all things, you know, you're going to get sometimes in the first game. And they're high quality. You know, if we'd had a, a poor opponent, we might have been able to squeak by and probably win comfortably, but not expose our weaknesses. But it's, the sooner we get those exposed, the cleaner we'll get it for our next game. Hy-Vee's Tiger of the Game against Spirit Lake was senior Darius Green. Darius recorded an astounding 11 and a half tackles, including nine solos, which is crazy. Nine solos. You don't see that very often. Well, he was all over that Mike he, linebacker. He's a missile, man. The kid yes. is a missile. And he had one sack to pace the Tigers. Hy-Vee is proud to recognize Darius Green as the Tiger of the Game for the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Shop Hy-Vee on Grand Avenue for all your pregame tailgating needs, which will come in handy this week because we're back at the Dale. We'll talk about that in a little bit, though. Yeah, just for a heads up for everybody, uh, come on out early. Uh, the uh, Tail Twisters have a tailgate going on Friday night, I understand. I think it's gonna, probably going to start around 5, 5.30, somewhere in there. Typically. And they're doing that, I think, with SMU. Uh, it's a partnership. I know it, I know that it is. I'm not saying that. Uh, they're doing it. And then the little Tiger cheer team is going to be out there entertaining at halftime. So nice. They had cheer camp this week, so they got the little kids out there. So it's probably going to be a busy. If you're coming out there to park, don't wait, because uh, between the families coming out to watch the little girls cheer and actual football fans, we're going to have a lot of people at the Dale for the home opener. Well, I can't comment. I was walked to the game, so I can't comment on the parking. I'm, I'm the well, wrong. I, per- I'm the wrong person to ask. I can't comment on the parking, and <laughs> I wish we had more parking. Is that that's why we get there early, right? That's, well, that in our Facebook Live, which starts at six, about roughly about six thirty. Check our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, we're doing Facebook Live. I guess we haven't really talked about it. We've done it for a couple weeks now, but uh, we really want folks to tune in. We do kind of a little pregame there about 6.30, talk about what we're seeing, discuss food. Um, of course. Well, maybe we'll rate the tailgate. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll talk. Of course, it's going to get a 10. It's at home. We're not yeah. going to rip on the home tailgate. Spirit Lake's tailgate probably got a 2. You know what? I'm happy that we've got a rollers now for our hot dogs. There's those nasty <laughs> boiled hot dogs that we used to have. That was horrible. I like boiled hot dogs, I man. Like, I, you don't not... like the roller dogs? I, I never said I didn't. I'm a hot dog connoisseur in general. Okay, well, we're going to have to try them and have our – maybe Fair we'll enough. try some on Friday and have that oh, at 6.30. Sure. Absolutely. Have that conversation at 6.30. But anyway, tune in for that. And then at halftime, we come back with a quick live uh, update, and uh, then we do a post game. So if you haven't checked us out – and, you know, a lot of people enjoy the podcast because they don't have to look at us. 
You can close your eyes and watch the Facebook Live. Oh yeah, so just you set your phone set your phone over on the counter or distance, something or whatever yeah. you're doing. Or if you're at the game, you know, just set it aside from you and just listen in. You know, or a lot of people bring their headphones to the well, game. We know that. Some people may not like the people sitting around them. You can just show it to them. They'll chase them off. No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> or a bunch of rats or meese yeah, or you know, something. something something along those lines. And then I believe Justin's doing highlights during the game. Is that correct? Yeah, Justin? He, he, Justin's been uh, he, highlights. Justin yeah. actually has told us Isaiah's uh, first run of 57 yards. I mean, Justin almost had to make the tackle. It was coming right for him. Justin, I was ready. Justin, why didn't you? Oh, he would have trucked you. You know he'd have trucked you. He would have trucked you. Ask about your defenders how it's like to tackle Justin, Isaiah Justin's Spencer. braver than I am because uh, I don't want to tackle Isaiah. That's the largest, that's the largest 150 pound man I've ever seen coming at me with that full yeah, If you factor in hard, he's about 275. Yeah, he's a beast. So we want him to get, get healthy soon, buddy. We need mm -hmm. you back. But don't do, do don't rush it because we want it you is, healthy when you get here. It is going to literally kill that kid to uh, sit, sit there, there in street and street clothes watch. this I Friday. No he will probably go nuts. Mike, he may not be in street clothes. I don't know that you're <laughs> going to still keep, put the shoulder pads yeah, on. He might now. put them on and just start running Wouldn't into these guys it. on the sideline. So if you're standing there, you better keep your head on a swivel because you may get thumped just for uh, just for cause and purpose. I don't know. what. Randy, I think one thing, you know, we talked about the second half last week, special teams miscues. It was, you know, we've already talked about the fumble that led to their second touchdown, but Coach Ty alluded to it too. The the two, fun, the two uh, punts that we tried, we had penalties on both of them, and one of them negated a fumble recovery that would have set us up nicely in, uh, in Spirit Lake field position, about the 40-yard line, and then the punt block. Just... And that was a mental thing. That was a first-game mm -hmm. mental thing. He was just, just messing around with his mouthpiece and didn't get it back in. And then I was watching... I watched the SMU copy back. I, was, I wanted to really look at our, our punt team. I wanted to look at why they were getting so much leakage. And I guess what I saw, right away when we snapped the ball, our, our three guys, our long snapper and our two guys beside him, they all take off. They don't stick around and block, which I don't mind the long snapper taking off right away, but I'd like to see everyone else staying in block besides the gunners. The gunners got to go, but if guys up the middle, so that's just inviting leakage, and you're really making it tough on your on those three protector guys because you got to try and block guys that are just coming full speed at you, and then it really makes it tough on your punter. Well, Kenny Rash was all night uh, harassed. Every time he had to kick, it was a near until they finally got him. You and, know what I mean? And we and saw it coming. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even... You just you saw the bull rush coming. They had missed him the previous two or three times, just barely, and that time they came and he didn't have anywhere to go. Felt I, bad for the kid because there's nothing Other, he could no. do. I, kudos to him. I think he punted three times, maybe as far. I don't remember which. Kudos to him getting them off under the duress. Yeah, oh was, goodness! And they weren't bad kicks. No, a lot of hang time. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe we don't. If he's getting that kind of hang time, we don't have to send guys right away. Because if it's getting that kind of hang time, we're going to have guys down there anyway. But you can't worry about covering the punt. If it's getting blocked, you got to stay and you got to block guys first, right? Yeah. Well, I think a key to a successful season is staying healthy. And we got just the people to help do that, TJ. What are you talking about there, dude? Northwest Iowa Bone and Joint and Sports Surgeons have been providing specialized care, including sports medicine, as well as in house physical therapy for 40 years. Visit them at nwiabone.com. Well, and we've talked a little bit about the Tiger offensive line, who I thought had a pretty good game. They they create a lot of rushing lanes. I mean, Isaiah Spencer runs for 100 yards in the first half. He doesn't do that without some blocking. No. So why don't you people out there set up the Tiger offensive line against that honey-do list on game day with a gift for her from Nelson Jewelry. The perfect gift in your budget, Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer. You know, teachers, military, and first responders... You can ask Holly Brink with EXP Realty about hero program rebates when looking to buy or sell a house. That's Holly Brink at 712-363-2399 
or thinkhousesthinkholly.com. Insurance Associates of Spencer, your one stop for insurance from a locally owned independent insurance agency with more than 35 years in business right here in Spencer. Call 712-262-1918. TJ. Yes, sir. I tell you what. When your lettuce gets a little long. Randy, our lettuce looks pretty on tight here, man. Our, our, our lettuce is short indeed. Me and Randy go with the scalp look with a little bit of hair left over. Yeah, we just want to prove we can still grow it. But... Justin, you should try it. Nope. You try It's no guard. Just go for it one time. Nope. Why? Continue. Come on. Well, well, hey, okay, Justin. Well, guess what? There's someone to help you out. Yep. Let Lisa take care of you and have you looking your best today after a visit to the Average Joe Hair Salon for men. Call for an appointment, 712-580-3356. And don't forget, $2 off Wednesday. Why are you in here doing the podcast today when you can be there getting your lettuce trimmed? It's Wednesday. It's $2 off. Get done so you can get over there. Ah, uh, Justin knows what he's doing. Well, I don't know if anybody heard it because it was a, a quick uh, transition moment there. But, you know, uh, Justin admitted that nobody, nobody has touched his hair but Lisa Brown. So does she do know. a good job on your tight lettuce? I think she does a great job. So well there you go. Well you can't get a much better endorsement. You and I can't do much for endorsing Lisa because neither one of us have really uh, much hair to work with. I did ever when I had my little goatee thing going, I would go in there and get that trimmed and she did a great job. I don't like the clean shave look, Randy. I kinda liked you with a little uh little uh goatee look. A little fuzz on my face. It. Yeah. it takes a lot of time for me to do that, man. It yeah, I remember and... a few years ago a bunch of us we grew uh no shave November beards and me and well Tom Morris, he can grow a beard in like an hour, can he? Yeah. And well, then uh Honey was uh, Brian Pluger was another one of them and we all had full beards and Randy just couldn't get there. Man. I held my breath trying to make hair grow out of my face. It wasn't terribly effective. <laughs> anyway. Remember how Tom looked without a beard? Oh, yeah. Very, very <laughs> different guy. But. No kidding. So, you know, um, Webster City this week, coming to the Dale. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit. We talked about the tailgate and all the food that we're going to check out on Friday night. Dang right. But there is a game that is going to be following us there. Webster they should City. have a tailgate there every day, though. Well, you know, they Whether do. It was a game I think or not. most Friday nights they do. No, just every day games. in general, like Tuesday afternoon. Let's have a tailgate. What the heck? Yeah. There's a game coming up. Yeah, there will be a game whether it's in town or out of town. We'll tailgate it. What do, you, what do you say, tail twisters? You just want to have one every single day? I mean, Saturday at 4 o'clock? Let's have a tailgate. Yeah, just bring us all down there. We'll get together. Sure. At the Dale. But we'll have a purpose for being at the Dale on Friday night. Yeah, welcome the Tigers to the home field. Hopefully that home cooking will do them a little better than the Spirit Lake cooking did. Probably tried to food poison us is probably uh, what I'm, they tried to do. I'm sure they put something in the water. I, I, w I wouldn't doubt Water? It. You think they gave us water? What do you think? <laughs> Maybe they gave us milk or orange yeah, juice or something. Speaking but, of that, Randy, do you remember, I think it was one of Gage's, in the first half, one of Gage's first fumbles. He got up, he was really upset. He was like looking at the referee and Coach Hook was too. Like maybe Spirit Lake was uh, messing with our snap counts or something. Do you, do you remember that or not? Uh, I'm not. No, I don't. Okay, I wish I could have uh, asked Coach Hook that about that after the game. But after one of the fumbles that Gage had, it was a center quarterback exchange. He was not happy. He was uh, looking at the referees. I don't know if they were barking signals or uh, doing false huts for our offense. I'm not sure what they were doing. But Gage was definitely not happy about that. But, you know, we lost to him last year. Uh, tip your hat to him. Kudos to him. And uh, got to move on. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's nothing we can do now. It's uh, time to... And we made the playoffs last year with losing to them, and I, I agree with Coach Ty. We are definitely the better team. We are definitely the better team last year, but sometimes the better team doesn't, won, doesn't win. Excuse me. Uh, 
just came down to special teams errors this year like it did last year. Yeah. And it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Webster yep. City is up next. You get 24 hours, win or we loss. got a chance to look at them. We know they've got a couple of runners, uh, looks like. They had a couple of guys, one guy for uh, 102 yards. In uh, Trey Matthews, who's just a junior for him, and then uh, Garrett uh, Whitmore, it looks like, ran for 96. So a couple of near 100-yard runners uh, for him, so we know we got that to worry about. If you are looking for a game where the air will be filled with footballs and passing, you might want to go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not sure. You're, you know, I, you know, we, we, we're we 11 very, total passes between the two teams last week. Yeah, and, and we are very limited in our pass game. I mean, we have it. We, we, when we use it, we do tend to have success. Very much it. so. But, I mean, they only threw the ball four times, Webster City did last week. So, And I, mean, I think I remember in watching the film last year, they hit us for a big pass for a touchdown. I think they had a deep post route or something to that extent. So they definitely, they're able to do it. They just prefer the ground game like we do. And from what I, from watching last year, remember they have a very diverse offense. Um, like to pull a lot of linemen, a lot of trap plays, a lot of sweet plays. And they go, you know, it's a... It's a pretty janky-looking offense, to quote Steph Curry from the NBA Finals this past year. Um, a lot of pitches, a lot of misdirections, things of that nature. So our front, our, our interior linemen, our 4-3 or our base 4-2-5, it'll have to be ready. Well, you know, and key to that is that linebacking core that we talk about and their speed. You know, some of that stuff where they're trying to get get around you outside, mm-hmm. and they, you're not going to beat those guys, I don't think, uh, well around the outside. And even Spirit Lake with their speed was able to get a lot on the outside. No. Uh, no. Their success was running the, the middle. middle. You know, a lot of them were broken scramble plays. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're just going to have to keep somebody home and make sure the quarterback – the quarterback didn't run for squat last week. He had eight carries for five yards, Gabe Humphreys. So, uh, yeah, he, had, he wasn't responsible for a lot. But the two passes he did have – uh, accumulated uh, 48 yards, so they I were, believe that's an average of 24 a pass. Yeah, so um, you know, so they uh, apparently when they throw the ball, they do like to the SDR math podcast. Field, there you go, once again revealing itself on it. Uh, I don't know how many segments we have left. I, I lost, I lost track. Did I, you? I have no clue. I'm not sure how many we've done. I, I got nothing. I have, I have no clue. So we'll, we'll have to work on that so we have something for the listeners next because I'm sure they're all sitting around wanting to know they're how just, much more of this they have to endure. They're just counting it down like, God, are these guys done yet? Oh, my goodness. But in watching back last week's game and watching the game in general, Spirit Lake, they'd pull linemen. They would go false motion behind it. you know. So as a defensive guy, a, a, de- a defensive lineman or a linebacker, that really confuses you. Webster City, they pull linemen. I think that's going to be generally the, the way their play is going. So their offense isn't going to be near as diverse as uh, Spirit Lakes was. It's going to be smash mouth. This is where we're going. Try and stop it. About like us. Well, and you know, we have to hope that uh, some of those guys who left the game um, last a, Friday night, and there was a pile of them. We had a lot of talent I mean, sitting there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of our skill guys. Of I mean, you, we, we had Gage have to go out of the game for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came back in and then went back out right at the end to just rest because there was no point in being in there. But he had something going on with his hand. Of course, we talked about Griffin. And, you know, we, we don't know exactly what it was, something with his head, neck, whatever. He kind of dinged it a little bit on that defensive play. We know that Isaac, you know, uh, tweaked tweak the knee tweak a little bit something. on that two-point conversion after the block punt. So we're going to have to, and, and we know, you know, Isaiah Spencer is, you know, going to be limited. Uh, well, and I've got an interview with Ty talking about what we expect from Webster City and some of those guys that we just mentioned. Credit, I'm going to credit, I'm going to shout out Jack DeWitt for coming into the game and doing a pretty good job running yeah. the offense. I mean, that's that's not an easy thing to do is when he, your quarterback goes down like that. So credit him for going in and well, uh, running the offense pretty well. First of all, it's not easy to be a quarterback when you're the size of Jack DeWitt. <laughs> so I'm not, nothing, I mean, the kid came in and did a stellar job for, I mean, you know, not expecting to play much. And uh, he stepped on the field, he took command. 
Uh, he, did, he did a great job in the limited time he was out there. He certainly didn't look intimidated. No, at all. No, not at all. Like, and uh, his daddy wouldn't allow it. And he just, you know, but he's not—he's not a big kid. No, you know, I mean, you think the Garnett's kids are small, uh, you know, size-wise for high school football. Yeah, they are, and they're athletic, and so is Jack. But he Jack's even smaller, I think. Uh, the, the, he yeah. looked, at least looks smaller under center. So I don't know if that's a credit to the size of our center, if that's the credit. Well, we got some big dudes. We got we, big we, dudes we, on we, the we line. We know that so. up front. But we like uh, Coach Ty. He prefers a smaller, more quick quarterback, and you know someone who's got to be able to run the offense and think on, think on your feet. You got to be, be really quick. Over the thinker. years, because used to he didn't want to put real small guys back there. So that's kind of changed. But uh, let's listen to Coach Ty and him weighing in on what we get to expect from Webster City. Oh, they're young. Um, they have a first-year starter at quarterback. Um, they're, they're, he was a linebacker last year, number 32. Uh, his name escapes me, but and that's how I work. I just look at numbers. I don't think it memorizes their names. But he had a pretty good game at tailback, too. He plays linebacker still. But they beat Gilbert. I don't know how good Gilbert is. They beat Gilbert last year as well. Um, it was a kind of a wild game when you watch it. Gilbert um, passed the ball pretty effectively against them. Um, but uh, Gilbert, it was 25-21. Gilbert was going down to possibly take the lead at about halfway through the fourth quarter and threw a pick six. So it ended up 30. I think they got a two-point conversion, 33-21. to 21. So, you know, I think they're uh, young, but they're, they're always going to be well coached. Bob Howard is a legend in the state, and, and uh, they're going to play a clean game. You know, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes to beat themselves, and so we'll have to play well. So TJ, what do we do Friday night? I mean, we, we go to the tailgate. Yeah. Well, aside then, from that, and we have a burger and a brat, and we have hot dogs because we got to do the hot dog. Thing yeah, we missed the- out on that on Spirit Lake, but there's such a long line for their tailgate. Uh, dude, there is nothing convenient if you're on the visitor side. They, they don't even have bathrooms. Hey, Randy, over there, do man. you want to tell about I, your story getting into the game? I had to hold it for the whole game because there were no. How bathrooms about you getting into enough. the game? You you said you got there at like six twenty-five and you didn't get to the sideline till like quarter to seven. Yeah, basically that was right. I had to stand out there. They like two people taking tickets and this mob of people standing there and then they had the line and then they had their taco tailgate going on so i had to stand there and watch people eating tacos not not taco in a bag i mean actually making nice looking tacos and i had to stand there and watch it but the whole time i was waiting it was horrible <laughs> sounds sounds rough we yep. didn't do a food review last week we said we were going to we failed we apologize for that. We'll, we'll step it up. It, it's, it's early in the season for us. I mean, the boys on the field weren't the only ones making mistakes. We, uh, but if you listen to us, we make mistakes all the time. Yeah, that's what that's our uh, trade. Actually. That should have been on the back of our shirts. Not guys being fellas, being dudes, being bros. It should have been, yeah, we're going to make mistakes. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, we that's, that's kind of what we do. But for this Friday, if you don't have Isaiah Spencer, you don't change much. I, there are some things that would change. You're still going to feed Johnny Nissen. You're still going to feed the B-back because that's what we do. Um, did, did, do did do a good job, I thought, getting to the outside against Spirit Lake. Well, you mentioned that earlier with rocket toss and then just kind of pitches in general. One thing I'd like to see, just quick little smoke routes to Carter, to Kyle Maroney, uh, Coolander out there. I'd like to see more of that, just just like a lot of what Spirit Lake does and what Sergeant Bluff did us last year, just hut, or just say hut, throw it out there and just let our athletes make plays. I mean, between Carter and Maroney, they, those, guys, those boys are going to make some plays. We've seen Kyle Maroney two years now just stick with uh, stick with receivers and really shut them down. He did that last week, too. So I'd like to see him get the ball more and Carter. You know, I talked about that earlier on in the season. Well, and you know, they, I think there are times <clears throat> when teams just load up against us. because oh, they, yeah. they, they don't expect us to pass. And I'm think, looking at the weapons that we have. I mean, Gage throws a nice ball. Very. Even if he has to roll out to get, some, you know, clear, to get a clear view, uh, he throw a nice ball. So it would be nice once in a while just to keep the defense honest. 
to be able to uncork a few of those. And when you got someone with hands like, you know, Carter, and he dropped one last week that you never see Carter drop. And no. I think it shocked him as much as it did anybody else. Because they're going, Carter never drops the ball. Carter never drops the ball. That's a lot of pressure to put on a kid, especially a sophomore kid. But, you know, I mean, it's just the problem is the kid's such a natural athlete that you come to expect mm-hmm. amazing things every time he's on the field. So that was, you know, one moment. And then, but he turned around and had that beautiful 42-yard over-the-shoulder catch. He said, man, if we could do that more, people were more threatened by that. And How could that open up that And it doesn't game? have to be deep posts and nine routes, you know. Just get it to them right away. Quick slants, smoke routes, uh, hitches, drags, uh, square ends, uh, all sorts of options available to just get these guys the ball. And you said this just a minute ago, Randy. Spirit Lake, they were really, when they when they knew the ball was going up the middle, they really crowded. They played a three-man line, but then they were just filling the gaps with those five linebackers they got there. So I'd like to see from that audible, just audible into a quick flip out to one of the receivers. You're going to have one-on-one out there. They make one guy miss. See ya. And I trust our athletes. I trust Carter and Kyle to go out and make plays like that. So that's something I would like to see more this Friday and going forward. Give defenses a lot more to plan for. Well, and, you know, Gage has got some freedom there to make oh, some he th- changes. Oh. He does it. I mean, he does it at the line. Oh, and right? excuse me. Uh, that was a great point you made, Randy. Uh, Gage did a really nice job, I thought, of audibling into plays. That's a senior quarterback who knows this offense. But I wanted to say I like to see Gage stay in the pocket more and throw. Seems like when we get to the outside, you're just asking for trouble with it getting sacked or things of that nature. And in general, it's hard for a quarterback to throw on the run, right, especially going across his bo- against his body or cross body, whatever you want to call it. So I'd like to see him stay in the pocket more because I agree with you. He does throw a nice ball, and it's a nice, accurate ball. And you get him running, you kind of take that away from him a little bit. You just got to make sure you give him plenty of time. I mean, that's the – especially if you got, you know, a downfield route. you got to mm-hmm. have time to execute it. And I think in the pocket it would be easier for our linemen to do that. So, well, let's see. I guess I guess we'll see what's going to happen. We we have we, we can talk about it all week, but we have mm-hmm. no say in the game not, line for the Spencer Tigers. Not not a bit, although we were responsible for their success last year. Uh, I think it was Coach Ty and Hookfin that said that last year. Yeah. We were responsible for the playoff run. Justin, don't give me that look. I'll listen back to the episodes. I think Coach Hook said, oh, yeah, it's because of you guys made the second round. don't think it really said that. Uh, listen back, dude. It's uh, there. He was, listen back, dude. He may have been mocking us, but we're going to take it as gospel because if he said it, Regardless oh, of whether he was saying it in jest or whether he was I'm going to assume it was uh, legit. Meant, meant I, think we had, I think we had a lot to do with it. It was good karma. So, And, you know, quite frankly, we didn't, we're didn't. we not starting this year out any different than we started out last year. Yeah, we're still not very talented. So, <laughs> I mean, me and, Ran- me and Randy. I oh, mean, the, yeah, the, the guys uh, on the field are plenty talented. Me and Randy have none. No, 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 no. This is all just, you know. Off the top dude, of our bald dudes, heads. Dudes being goofy. And now that we're down Shaughnessy, we're really winging it here. So, Well, without Shaughnessy, I think it goes better. Well, first off, we didn't got a condescending, smart-ass voice over here pointing out every mistake we make. That's kind of nice. No, but we lost all that voice talent except for your Gruden. We're really good. What are you talking about, man? And maybe a little Coach O. You get some Coach O. I haven't worked on Coach If I could take one voice from him, it would be his Pat Mahomes. His yes. Pat Mahomes was really good. Hey, man, hey, man. <laughs> it sounds like a cartoon mouse or something. I don't even know what that is. So that's pretty good. So well, I'm trying to work on his uh, creepy ESPN guy voice for you. You know what, Randy? When you five. announced TJ's top five, which should have been 6-0 and oh last week, <clears throat> but uh, you just you just be you. You, you just... You just be you. We've all grown to know and love you. You you just you keep her consistent, buddy. So you tell that to my wife, will you? Oh, I oh, no, I, I can't do that. <laughs> speaking of someone, speaking of dynamite and small packages, yeah. Leah, Leah Cothran. So. I tell you what, you try to you try to run against her in the hole, man. She'll make you feel it. She'll put you around your keister. I tell you what. 
There you go. Beautiful. Love the Gruden. Randy says, I've been on my keister a few times because of her knocking me over, man. You don't. You, she's carrying a hot plant, a hot uh, pan. You, uh, you, <laughs> you get out of her way. A hot plant? A hot plant. She's carrying a hot pan of casserole. You get out of her way, you're going to get flattened, man. So I'm still looking forward to the end of the year because I hear there's a steak dinner coming. Yeah, Josie, um, uh-huh. invite us to that this time. You didn't invite us last year. Three she guys, three, she did, three imposters I... probably showed up. Yeah, they just didn't know what we looked like, so they let them in, and they had to eat steak under our name. But Well, Randy, we got uh, the Lynx and the Tigers, Battle of Cats, here this weekend. We got some other stuff going on around the area, wouldn't you say? Well, I think so. You know, we got uh, we had a few games to take a look at uh, when we were looking for our, you know, regional game of the week. But some good ones here within the class. We got Dennis and Schleswig at Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln. Um, Glenwood and Helan should be a good one. That'll be interesting to see, uh, seeing as how Helan got knocked down mm-hmm. last week. It'll be interesting to see how they rebound. If that uh, it's going to become a trend, or if that was just a one game fluke. I have a cousin East. that plays for Sioux City East. He's a running back and linebacker for him. I think they were pretty ecstatic. I think their wins against Helan have been pretty few and far between. Yeah, yeah, that was a big win for them last week for it's sure. Storm Lake Alta Aurelia. Um, I believe last year Storm Lake beat them not by very much though. That was a pretty tough for uh, Class One A. I believe Alta is One A. That was a really Really tough one Well, the Tornadoes had a big win last week to get the yeah. season started. They are very lopsided. Cherokee. Uh, victory against Cherokee. And they play for some, what do they play for? An uh, axe or oh, I have no clue. a piece of wood or a chunk of stick or well, something. Not, I don't know what they I'm not going to guess the Cyhawk trophy. No. It's, it's not Floyd of Rosedale. No, no, it's definitely not that. They're not playing for a pig. They're, they're <laughs> We're not playing. A 103-pound pig, not playing for that. But, you know, also looking around, Randy, we've got uh, your old stomping grounds, the Battle of Hull. Battle of Hull. That's Boyden, a big one for you. Boyden Hull Rock Valley, the Nighthawks, and the Western Christian Wolfpack hooking up. on the They, they both play on the same field. It'll be it's it'll be a BHRV will be the home team for this one the Nighthawks but it's the same field. Randy, I've got an idea. Speaking of playing for something, the loser of that game cannot play on that field anymore. They got to play the rest of their games on the road. What do you say? I think the loser of that game should have to drop a van from their last name. <laughs> Anybody on the team with a van or a they won't have any players left, dude. Or a <laughs> they'd be out of players. Vander or any of that for for a year. You can't be uh, Vander's Wog. You just have to be Zwog. Uh, Caleb Zwag, I made that up, but yeah, Caleb I mean, anything, Zwag. Yeah, yeah, anything like that. You know, if you got, uh, you know, Vandy Kirk, then you just got to be Kirk. <laughs> so that should be what's on the line because there's a lot of, you know, aside from MOC Floyd Valley and the fun we have with them, that's the other part. And Sioux Center, I mean, they're all yes. over there. Um, you know, I think they should have to drop the uh, Vandy or the Dutch first name from their uh, last name. So it's a whole bunch of good schools over there. We got West Line at Sioux Center. You just mentioned Sioux Center. And that'll be good. Sioux Center was pretty legit last year, and West Line just coming off a huge crush, a central line. And then West Sioux, maybe one of the top teams, if you look at any class, that that school is just rolling. Hunter Deckers had a, I think I saw five or six touchdown passes last week, the Iowa State uh and Iowa State commit. Boyd and Rock Valley. I know. I mean, and they're a solid team. They're at Central Lion. Central Lion. Ugh, <laughs> ugh, you talk about a once proud program mm-hmm. that's a crap thing right now. That's yeah. horrible. Uh, what, Brett, well, you mentioned this one, a game that would have been good like 20 years ago. Brett West Hancock out of Emmitsburg. Yeah. Emmitsburg got a win last, a big win last week. I think against Garrigan. That was Garrigan's first regular season loss in like five, 42, six, yeah, 42 games or five, something. Five, six years, yeah. something along those lines. So that's impressive. You must be able to listen to Radio Iowa. I was, yeah. I love listening to that, yeah. We heard the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's I, I love listening to that, getting all those scores and whatnot. Ten o'clock on uh, KUO, I believe yeah, is a good some, one. Yeah, sure. shout out to one of our uh, 
local radio affiliates or stations, yeah. I should say. But you can follow up. That's always fun to follow up. Oh, see yeah. how teams did across the state. For sure. So if you're not going to, you know, we can't be back on the air right afterwards nope. giving you all the statewide stuff. We just got to focus on the Spencer game. So. And then I got to shout out my uh, t- two of my nephews for GTRA. They host Sioux Central. So I got I always got I gotta shout that one out. Sioux Central got beat up. Yeah, by they pokey. They put up a, a deuce. Yeah, that, that, that was and it. The deuce they got was on <laughs> over snap by the other team's center. And when you said the deuce they got, I don't know which way you're going with that. Dude. I'm gonna deuce. be I'm gonna be honest. I had so, no idea where you were going. So they dropped the deuce uh, on that one. So well, then Randy, do you? What are we gonna go with for game of the week, my friend? No, I what think do you think? You know. Why don't you introduce that? Oh, okay. I tell you what. We got the, we got a bunch of regional games, man. And uh, the Raiders, we, we, we host the Broncos, but we're not even as good going to be as good as this game. And we probably won't have as many people watching it either. This week, our game of the week, I'm thinking, Randy, we go Harlan at Sergeant Bluff Luton. Sergeant Bluff Luton, we expected more out of them last week. Lewis Central came in there and uh, they put it to them. Oh yeah, yeah, thirty-five yeah. to seven. Yeah, I mean, who, need, who needs Max Duggan? <laughs> oh, and, and this, so the question will be, how legit is it? And, you know, Harlan's a perennial power, but they haven't been quite the same team. Quarterfinal in the appearance last, last year, but, they, but they're used to they're used to winning state championships yeah, down there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, getting to quarterfinals is not no. not, uh, not enough for them. So, it'll be interesting. That's two powerhouses, probably the powerhouse game of mm-hmm. the week without I think a doubt. So. Well, Randy, I guess we've talked about... Uh, High school, high school enough. Although I think me and you could go like all day, but uh, we have time constraints. We have we have amazing stamina when it comes to talking high school football, particularly Spencer Tiger uh, football. Oh, absolutely! I still remember last year Justin would get mad at us for talking about football right before the podcast. He would come to us, you know, that would sound really good on the podcast. <laughs> I think it's just because he doesn't like to listen to us talk about football. I don't think it has anything to do with the podcast or not the podcast. He just, if well, he's got to do it, he wants to be in here with his headphones on. So uh, I think our best content comes <laughs> probably downstairs when <laughs> we save the crappy stuff for up here, most likely. I hope not. I, I do, too. But uh, speaking of crappy stuff and crappy results, last year's TJ Top 5 didn't go as planned. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm sensitive. Don't make fun of me for it. Well, you're off to a better start this year. Well, you're 500, baby. You're well, breaking even. Jeepers, cripes, Randy. Your UCLA Bruins. I'm not very happy with them. Okay, they were getting three against Cincinnati. All right, and that same start off. They started off well, but they just shot themselves way too many times in the foot. They couldn't cover the three, so that was an L for me. I had Clemson, or it was Georgia Tech at Clemson. Clemson by 37, okay? So I'm thinking, oh, hey, I'll take Georgia Tech. You know, Georgia Tech's not going to win, but they shouldn't lose by 37. They lost by 38. Come on, 38? Then I also had Oregon at Auburn. Auburn by three. Uh, That game was actually neutral field, so it wasn't actually at Auburn, but... Oregon at Auburn. I had Auburn by... It was Auburn by three. I took Oregon. Oregon led that whole game until eight seconds left. It was 21-20. They're in field goal range. They kick a field goal, I win. No, they decided to throw a touchdown pass to make me lose by two. Come on! Yeah, well, yeah, that's going to happen a lot in sports betting. But there were some positives. I didn't think the Hawkeyes would cover 21 and a half the way that started off. I didn't think that was possible. But I, uh, I took the Hawkeyes, and they got the, they got the money for me. Thank you, Kirk Ferentz. Thank you, uh, gentlemen involved. And then I was all over Wisconsin at South Florida. Wisconsin by 11. I took the Badgers and the under 59. 49 nothing Badgers. Whew, that's impressive. While we were at the Dale, they were down in Florida just running all over the South Florida Bulls. Jonathan Taylor looks like a very, very credible can- uh, Heisman candidate already. 
the one that didn't get a lot of credit. Everyone's been talking about the quarterbacks and whatnot. Don't forget about Jonathan Taylor and the Badgers. So you're feeling good this week? I'm always we're, feeling we're good. We're starting hundred, the 100th hundred year of the NFL. We've, yeah, you're right. We've got our fantasy draft under our belt. We are ready to go. And now it is time for TJ's Top 5. And I'm not even going to try to do the creepy ESPN <laughs> voice because Shaughnessy would just be an embarrassment minus Shaughnessy. So TJ's Top 5, of course, uh, getting started here. And it looks like you've got an all-NFL lineup for us today. Yeah, I just thought I'd go all-NFL for this one. I do kind of like the Hawkeyes by 20, or as 19 now, 19 over Rutgers. Might start off slow or I might just house them. I'm not sure. But I think we'll take care of Rutgers and uh, I'll swallow the 19 points. There's a lot of good college games this week too, but yeah. I think we'll take care of them. Yeah, I like, like what I saw from the uh, sergeant. Makai Sargent, dang yeah, right. That's a lot of fun. He, he looked really good. The entire run game looked good. The offense looked good. And Nate Stanley, he made a lot of good decisions. He didn't turn the ball over, threw some really nice passes, threw a few duds in there. But, I mean, heck, everyone's going to do that. So. The Cyclones and you and I, that was Woo. an ugly, ugly, ugly affair. Uh, I know, but, you know, Iowa State's just saying, hey, we won. That's it's at the, end, counts, of the day, end of the day, just get the 1-0. And I was really hoping South Alabama would beat Nebraska. I was praying watching that game. But a lot of good college football last week. And NFL football starts this week. Here we go with yes, TJ's sir. top five. Game number one, Green Bay at Chicago. All right, it's the Bears by three. It's an over-under 47. This is the Thursday night game, so it'll be coming out uh, tonight, 7 o'clock or 7.30 on NBC. I'm taking the Bears, and I'm going to take the under in this game. There's been a lot of preseason love for Green Bay, and your son's not going to like this. I tell him I apologize for that, Randy. Uh, but He I'm really st- wants in here. Gabe wants in here bad, man. He's got, you know. I think a lot of people do. Uh, well, that's they, all right. We, we, these are some coveted seats, baby. They're like covered in gold. You can't have them. You just don't get in here. No, be in you, you just don't get them. But I'm going to take the Bears in this one to, to, to start off defending their NFC North crown. And I think I'm going to take the under, too. Actually, I don't think I know I'm going to take the under 47 in this one. I see, uh, I'm not thinking the Bears are going to uh, give up many points. Not Khalil Max, boys. No way. That's a hell of a defense, as we know. And I don't trust Trubisky to put up a lot. So I look for like a 24-14 Bears win, something like that. So I'm going to take the Bears, and I'm going to take the under in the Thursday night game. As a side bet, will the Bears make a field goal? Yes. 24-14, yes. Okay, very good. Good for the Bears. <laughs> or they're going to have 12, or 12 safeties. I mean, it is Khalil Mack we're talking about. could be 12 safeties. So Carly Lloyd is available, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that, that, that look, she looked good kicking that. Uh, the kick and the... She, uh, she looks good all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting at, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, creepy Randy voice guy. Just my regular voice. <laughs> Give me my second game there, dude. Uh, Atlanta, Minnesota. All right. Atlanta at Minnesota. I'm going to take my Vikings. It's by four points. This one, this one's a little risky one, but I'm kind of a homer for the Vikings, so forgive me. But Mike Zimmer's kind of owned the Atlanta Falcons, if you go back. He has owned Matty Ice... Um, he's made it really tough for him on his defense. Yeah, they got Julio Jones. Yeah, he's sexy. He's tall. He can catch the ball and run good routes. Blah, blah, blah. I got Xavier Rhodes. I got a hell of a defense. We're going to shut him down. Vikings are going to win this game. They're going to cover the four, and we're going to go on to the Super Bowl. Randy, we've got to make our Super Bowl picks before this is said and done, too. Mm, mm. So Minnesota is going to win this one by four. Randy, give me my third game. Uh, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh. And what on earth was that? I, I'm uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother. <laughs> said. <laughs> Your impersonations need Zed, some. They need Zed. some. They need some work this weekend. You don't dude. know what Zed Mahomes sounds like, so <laughs> shut up. All right, it's Pittsburgh at New England. It's Patriots by six, over under fifty. You don't make money betting against the Patriots, so I'm not gonna do it. I said I'm taking the under. <laughs> I think about this. Okay, New England plays really good defense. If you don't believe me, ask Sean McVay in last year's Super Bowl. 
okay, the hoodie can coach defense, but you also look at New England, a lot of injuries and a lot of, uh, a lot of guys not playing terrorism on that team. Nikhil Harry, first-round stud rookie out for the season. They just lost their center, I believe, to blood clots in his leg, and then Gronkowski retired. That's three big pieces off that offense. So that's going to lead a lot more running the football. Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle, Julian Edelman, now that DraftKings and uh, Daily Fantasy Sports are legal here in Iowa. Those will be two really good plays, in my opinion. Julian Edelman's going to get fed the ball a lot. And Pittsburgh's defense is pretty solid. So they're going to they're gonna keep the game close, I feel. Um, don't know who will win. This could be a good game for Pittsburgh to go in and get them. But I like the under 50 in that game. Randy, give him my fourth game. Oh, yes. I don't know who this is. This would be uh, Houston at New Orleans. Apparently we're whispering our picks. No, no, that's not my whisper voice. It's just my regular voice. <laughs> what the hell? All right, Houston at New Orleans. I don't get this one. New Orleans by seven. Give me Houston all day getting these points. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and those boys, and J.J. Watt on defense. I mean, I know New Orleans is a tough place to play, but... Houston will most definitely keep that game close, in my opinion. So I'm taking Houston, getting the seven points. And, Randy, I'm not sure if you know what a two-team NFL teaser is, so I might have to explain this one to you. I'm not sure I know either. So this, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to go to school. TJ is going to teach class here on an NFL teaser. All right, so, Randy, let's just pretend the Vikings and the Raiders are getting ready to play, okay? And it's the Vikings. I like to pretend. <laughs> oh, God. This is this is taking a turn for the worse. The the Vikings, let's say the Vikings and Raiders are playing, it's the Vikings by six, okay? And let's say the over-under is 40. So if you want to do a teaser, you have to get two parts of a bet right to win. But you get six points each way. So if you want to take the Vikings, they go from a six-point favorite down to a pick'em. Or you can take the Raiders from a six-point underdog to a 12-point underdog. So you take either the Vikings at pick or the Raiders at plus 12. And then you can either take, so the over-under is 40. You can either bet over 34 with that or under 46 with that. Make sense? No. Okay, well, fair enough. I tried my best. So I'm going to do my fifth pick. It's going to be a two-team NFL teaser. I'm teasing Dallas from a seven-point favorite down to one with my six-point teaser. And I'm also taking Arizona getting three at home against Detroit up to getting plus nine. So to win that bet, I have to get both parts right. So in recap, I'm taking the Bears in the under on Thursday. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the under in Pittsburgh, New England. I'm taking Houston getting seven against New Orleans. And I'm doing a two-team NFL teaser, Dallas by one and Arizona plus nine. That's TJ's top six this week. I kind of like this six business. I might keep this up. Very nice. You realize you have a gambling addiction. Do you know that? Oh, that's fine. It's, it's legal now. I can't. It's legal. I'm fine. Okay. You're good. All right, man. Well, TJ, thank you much, brother. Always great to be in here with you. Of course, Justin Thomas, great job. Quick. Randy, we forgot. I just I just brought it up. we got to do our Super Bowl picks. Oh, yeah. I'm so ready to go. I'm getting language over here. Quickly. All right. So I've already thought about this one. We're going to have a rematch of Super Bowl Four. It's going to be Vikings-Chiefs, except this time the Vikings win. What up? And they play earlier in the season, so it's going to be a little bit of a rematch. The Chiefs will probably win that one down in Arrowhead. We're going to get the money down in Miami. We're going to host a Lombardi. We're going to party like it's 1967. Really, really, really. Well, that's quite interesting. Um, I Randy has Raiders-Niners. No, actually, I don't. I, um, I, I'm a little wiser than that uh, to go with the total homer pick. No, actually, I believe that it's going to be New Orleans coming out of the uh, NFC. Yuck. And I'm going to give the nod to... Hmm. The definition of a quick pick. I understand that. <laughs> uh, I was ill-prepared for this. Um... I think 
I will not be surprised if Pittsburgh is there, and I will tell you why uh, quickly. Because uh, I think they have a lot to prove with their two key bedwetters gone. Yes. And uh, so I think they're going to want to showcase what they can do, and I think that's going to have a new attitude for the coach and everything else. So I like that, that would be my picks. If I had to pick a winner there, I think uh, New Orleans has got a shot at winning it all. Real quick, Antonio Brown, complete moron. There you go. With that said, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. The second piece of paper hits the floor. Thank you, T.J. Murphy and uh, Justin Thomas for his hard work producing the show. And we will be uh, live on uh, Facebook on Friday night before the game around 6.30 at halftime and then with a post-game talk. So tune in and see us. We'll see you next week with more SDR Triple Option Podcast. Get down to the Dale, everybody. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is brought to you by Brown Shoe Fit. Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, Clay County Motors, Insurance Associates of Spencer, Employment Connections, Holly Brink, Designated Managing Broker, EXP Realty, High V, Nelson Jewelry, Community Insurance, Papa Murphy's, The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men, and Graham Tire. That'll do it for this week's SDR Triple Option Podcast. Tune in next week as Spencer gears up for MOC Floyd Valley. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. Oh, Spirit Lakes Band can't touch our band. Our band is really good.